it'll just be you, me, and Nick. Spencer, you always get all the answers. I'm kind of a big deal. Whenever you hear the music, Colin, take it away. It's time for the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10. Let's mix it up with a breakdown of some local, regional, and national sports with Spencer Dupuis, Nick Verzellini, and Colin McLaughlin. Good afternoon and welcome into this Tuesday, April 4th edition of the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR. And TV 10, brought to you in part by the Brown Funeral Home and Cremations, Robert Fields and Sons, a family-owned full-service funeral home that has probably served our area since 1880. Spencer Puinick, Verzellini, Colin McLaughlin, and Dylan Bishop in today. Happy to have you with us here as uh, a lot of stuff to talk about on this edition of the Sports Mix. We'll start first with some high school baseball and softball from last night. Um... Not too much baseball, softball going on last night, but just a couple games around the area. We'll get you set up with those. And EPAC baseball as Jefferson 10-run ruled Grace Christian Academy 15-0. Cougars now 5-3 and on the season. They host Spring Mills tonight. In softball, Jefferson beat Moorfield 9-1. The Lady Cougars 7-3. and Spring Mills beat Berkeley Springs 6-3. The Lady, Co- the Lady Cardinals are now 7-2. and The Cardinals and Cougars play tonight at 6 p.m. Martinsburg fellow St. James 14-6. They're now 0-2 on the season. Um, thoughts from those games last night? Uh, a lot of, obviously, out-of-conference games with uh, an in-conference game tonight on both sides. Waiting for my mic to turn on. Um, not a whole lot of, I guess, close games kind of scores that you would project uh, based on the programs going at it. So, those non-conference games you know those are your opportunities to uh find ways to win and get better um and it's nice to see you know the epac go out of conference and play well and i think uh, that's what we're seeing throughout the state for the most part is that the epac's been able to beat a lot of their non-conference opponents so uh definitely some good showings last night and uh tonight we got some good games so looking forward to uh, the one we have in particular, Washington at Hedgesville. Uh, that should be a fun one. And a uh, Washington team that we don't know exactly what Colin Reed's status is, but we know he hasn't pitched since the uh, game that he had to leave early against Martinsburg. So not having him in the lineup as a pitcher certainly doesn't help things for Washington. Um, but they still do have his bat. Uh but it, it makes it a little bit more challenging. So we'll see who can go for them. And then we're expecting maybe Tanner Matthew to be the guy just based on how long it's been since he's pitched. Nothing confirmed yet from Coach Grove. But um, that would make a lot of sense since he hasn't pitched since that Jefferson win. And then on Friday, you'd probably see Lane DeWater and maybe Jackson Rest available as well if you want to use him as a late-inning guy. So, um that, that's kind of what we're expecting from the pitching side. Could really be anybody for Washington because of the injury to Reed. Um, but good games last night. Good showings overall in the EPAC so far this season. So uh, a lot of competitive baseball. and looking forward to tonight. Nick uh, basically said it perfectly. I don't really have anything to truly add. Last night's games, you look at the matchups, it makes sense on the score lines and even in the losses for uh, some of the local teams you look at martinsburg softball for example they were able to still compete uh better than they typically have this year so overall positive night 
Yeah, good to see there. Dylan, any comments? Yeah, I, I think when it comes to Colin Reed in Washington, I just I, a point that I think is interesting when it comes to baseball in general is that, you know, uh, high school, it, it can be kind of heightened a little bit when you have one player out of a lineup or out of a pitching rotation because a lot of times a lot of schools don't have a, you know, a lot of guys on their top level. A lot of times it's only one or two guys. But baseball in general is a sport that naturally – one guy matters a lot less than a sport like basketball or football. So it's the kind of thing where it can be mitigated. But again, just, you know, one guy in your lineup, it's about 9% of your offense. The guy on pitching mound and say, you know, your starter at most, he's, you know, if you've got a five-man starting rotation, let's say, he's at most 20% of your pitching. So that's just kind of thing I, I've always found interesting about baseball. And it's a, it's a reason that, you know, the Angels have the two best players maybe in the history of baseball, at least in the modern era, and still they never seem to make the playoffs with them. So that's just something I thought was interesting. Yeah, definitely something that uh, is very interesting to keep there. Another game in EPAC tonight, Jefferson and Spring Mills going at it in baseball. Uh, Jefferson hasn't been the Jefferson team that we've been typically seeing this year, but Spring Mills, depending on who's on the mound, you would think maybe uh, maybe they're able to pitch Bromwell. I'm not too sure if they're able to. It's it's midweek game. It's a Tuesday, so you might have to go with Tyler Cover. Uh, but uh, that's an interesting matchup because it was a matchup last year that – uh, wasn't a very good matchup as it was a run rule game last year. But the first time, but the second, yeah, the first second time, time, second time was right. a one nothing game. Was a one, one nothing game. You're correct there, uh, but it'll be interesting to see how these two teams can go out on the field this year. Yeah, and like you said, it's all about pitching. I think for Spring Mills, that's pretty clear. Um, Jefferson, you know, has had their ups and downs early in the year. Hitting's been an issue in particular. Their pitching's been pretty good for the most part. Uh, but we expected this with Jefferson, I think, a young team this year for the Cougars, um, a team that you know, lost a lot of production both at the plate and on the mound, uh, but still has a lot of talent. So Spring Mills, if Brownwell's pitching, you like their chances somewhat uh, to maybe pull off an upset type of win. Um but even if he's not, they've had a few p- good uh, performances from Gerardin and Cover this year that if they're on and uh, able to throw off the timing of the Jefferson bats, then it could be you know, a game where Spring Mills finds itself uh, in, in a closer game than maybe people would think on paper based on the team's records from last season. But this is a new season, two completely different teams. Uh, Spring Mills team that's playing a lot better than it was early in the year last year so i think uh it could be a closer game than you would expect um it really just depends on the pitching matchup but uh i think jefferson's about to now is when you'd expect them to start heating up start to turn things around so tonight could be an opportunity to do that if spring mills were to pull off a win though it really shows that they've got two wins over then two of the top teams in the area, even if Jefferson's down, it's still a win over Jefferson. They obviously knocked off Musselman. So really anything can happen in the EPAC, and that's what makes it so exciting on the uh, baseball side of things. We talk about this in basketball, uh, that the teams just kind of beat down each other. I think it's even more so, though, in baseball. That's what I was about to say. I, th- I think it even it rings louder, it rings truer in baseball uh, because – 
in basketball, you know, it's most of the time you're getting the same thing from every the same person every night. In baseball, it's whoever's on the mound and whoever's, you know, just whatever you're feeling that day. As uh, you know, baseball is outside; it's a different game. It's not inside, you know. Uh, but I, I think that tonight, if Spring Mills is able to make a statement and get a victory, then you know that I think the EPAC is wide open. Quite honestly, wide open. No, I, I agree. It is definitely uh, wide open. If that's the case, especially if Spring Mills is able to get a win tonight. Now, I was trying to do some searching i couldn't find it because i didn't have enough time uh if it would be the first time if spring wheels were to do so and get the win against jefferson but it should be a competitive game i agree it depends on who's pitching and just like last year for spring mills that is really what it came down to and that's why earlier when we mentioned the two very big differences in the outcomes of the games when these teams met yeah, I think that's something great to say about that. And once again, uh, we'll keep track of that game tonight. But the game we'll have for you is Hedgesville hosting Washington. That should be an interesting matchup. We talked about it earlier. That'll be a 6:40 pregame, 7 p.m. first pitch. Any other thoughts on this game before we hit the break, guys? Yeah, I think uh, I'm intrigued to see how Hedgesville continues to play well. Four-game winning streak for the Eagles heading into it. Um if you want to count the Martinsburg game, which I guess you would, five-game winning streak for uh, Hedgesville. Do you count that, though? Because the game's listed on Game Changer you as March 17th. It. it was finished, though, last yeah, week. So that's true. I but it was a game from March 17th. Right. It, it is what it is. Five-game win streak either way. Um, and they're playing really good baseball. So, you know, Hedgesville's a team that's changed a lot from the beginning of the season till now. Uh, they've mixed up the lineup. They clearly have a lot of depth. They have a lot of talent in the pitching rotation. I know they're trying to rest a few arms here early in the year, so that could play a factor. And um, you know, anytime you get an EPAC game uh, between two of the better programs in Washington, Hedgesville, you know, it, it should be a really good matchup. So I'm excited to see Hedgesville. Excited to see what. Coach Grove throws out with his lineup because we know he can give you a lot of different combinations with how much talent they have. Yeah, that is very, very true. And that will do it for this segment of the Sports Mix, brought to you in part by Parsons Ford. Ken Parsons Ford in Martinsburg, they became number one by making you number one first. Go to ParsonsFord.com for more. We come back, we'll talk um, other high school sports news in the area. Plus, uh, the uh, they've released the North-South All-Star football game rosters. We'll break down those EPAC players that are involved. Uh, plus more on the other side of this two-minute break. You're tuned in the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10. Back in two minutes. With four new car dealerships and four used car dealerships in three states, Parsons is the largest used car and fastest growing new car dealer in the tri-state area. Take Parsons Ford with huge savings on hundreds of new Fords, financing from 0%, Parsons' goal of financing for all, and Parsons' famous above-market trade-in allowances that help make Parsons number one for used cars, too. See why so many won't buy anywhere but Parsons Ford in Martinsburg. We became number one by making you number one first. Parsons. Ever try to collect on an insurance claim? Perhaps a homeowner's claim, auto accident, or fire. Insurance companies collect money from you for protection should something bad happen. And when it does, they don't want to pay or they offer too little. At Mansion Ferretti, we have an attorney who worked defending insurance companies and knows all the dirty tricks they play to deny or lowball your claim. 
Call us today for help in getting what you really deserve. Mansion Ferretti, when you need justice. If you or someone you know suffers from the disease of addiction, help is available from the Berkeley County Quick Response Team with peer recovery coaches and support promptly to the homes of those who've recently experienced an overdose. This collective effort towards recovery brings resources and services to the community, including naloxone and treatment options. Call 304-267-1313 or visit the Berkeley County Recovery Resource Center, 400 West Stephen Street, Martinsburg. The Quick Response Team is funded through a DHHR grant with the Berkeley Morgan County Health Department. Catch the excitement of the West Virginia High School baseball and softball seasons on Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10. Hit it into left field and that'll drop. Coming around is Siffert and the ball is going to slow up and he's going to score and Martinsburg's going to walk it off and get the win. We have over 25 games scheduled featuring the schools in the Eastern Panhandle Athletic Conference. Every game will be live right here on Talk Radio WRNR, TV 10, and our WRNR TV YouTube page. You're tuned into the Sports Mix with Spencer and Nick on Talk Radio WRNR 106.5 FM, AM 740 and TV 10. Welcome back to this edition of the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10. Spencer, Nick, Colin, and Dylan, happy to have you with us. Dylan's sitting in with us today. Uh, you'll be uh, seeing him, well, hearing from him more maybe next week. He'll be in the Let's studio. Post-game show? Yeah, post-game show. There you go. He'll be in studio for us next week while we're down at the Mingo Bay Classic. We'll get that schedule out uh, to you later uh, today or tomorrow. Uh, but yesterday we talked on the show a few times briefly about um, – the uh, situation going on over the weekend uh, that I guess was technically confirmed last night at the school board meeting, the public knowledge school board, school or excuse me, board of education meeting as uh, Martinsburg football head coach Britt Sherman has, according to the listing, retired or re- resigned as head coach, also resigned effective 6-1 his position as uh, his, a teacher position at Martinsburg High School as well. Um there have been multiple rumors floating around uh, with this, and one of them being that uh, Coach Walker is coming back. That's one of the big rumors going around right now. We don't have anything to take from this as knowledge-wise. This is just the rumors going around, and, and it'll be interesting to see what happens with this. I guess you could say you don't really know where the rumor is coming from. Yes. We don't know right. the source of it. Can't really attest to the, like, Validity. validity the validity of how reliable the the sort of rumor is just a rumor right you don't you don't really know it's hard to say but we, it is public knowledge from the berkeley county board of education that Britt sherman has resigned you could say because that's the official designation from his position as a teacher effective at the end of the year and as the coach yeah now there's a couple of different ways you, you could say well, does he have to, does this, he, you know, according to him, it's a formality. Just yeah, so, yes, that's he what he confirmed with us yesterday via he's text. He's still coaching. It's just a formality. So is it a case of because he's a teacher and we know here 
teachers have the option first of being a coach for sports teams. I believe a varsity team, you have to be – you can be a JV head coach and not be employed by the school system, but you can't be a varsity head coach and not be employed by the school system, so you have to go through some I think it's more ropes. so that I think they teachers just have would first have dips, the yeah. first dip. Yes. So if so. no teacher wants it, then obviously Britt Sherman would – if he resigned, which he did – uh, can now reapply. Essentially, he has to reapply to be the head coach. Yeah. Now, I asked some uh, someone that I know within the school system if that is the case. They, this person in particular, didn't know for sure. Now, that me, I'm also a a uh, employee of the Berkeley County school system as a substitute teacher. I've substituted multiple times for Britt Sherman, and I guess you, you that you can m- just mention that in conversations talking to Coach Sherman about this. That's how we knew that. Ahead of time, ahead of this, we knew that he was plan. This was planning on him being his last year of teaching. Along, you know, months and months ago. Yeah, we were informed of that yes. while we were interviewing him. So this isn't some sort of like forced resignation. This is his plan. This is yeah, what he yeah. wants to this was do. Part of the plan. Yeah. So, but you could, I guess, suppose you could connect. People are probably connecting the dots and saying, "Well, if he's stepping down as coach, you know, is Walker going to come back? Maybe there's people that know." Coach Walker, that you know, maybe who knows what his mindset on this is? Yeah. We, don't, we don't know, but it could be a case of, like Colin said, it's simply a formality of you know you're not a teacher anymore. You have to go back through this reapplication process to still be the head coach, or people are potentially saying, well, you know, if he's still going to coach, maybe he's just going to be an assistant, and Walker's coming back. So we don't really know. We, we don't. And as we, we don't know, know as well, Walker's not employed by the school, so he would have to apply. Right. If he is still the head football coach at Concord University, according to the Concord website. Yeah. Which is why, if this is you know at all true, you know, uh, Martinsburg really can't say it's true because he's still employed by Concord. So, um, I kind of am of the belief that this is probably just a rumor because people love Coach Walker and what he did for Martinsburg, and they'd like to see him return. But realistically, Coach Sherman, I think, is going to be back. I think he's still going to be the head coach. And I think this is all just a rumor. I don't really give it too much belief, but it could be somewhat true. I see the logic behind it, but I don't think it is really happening. Well, when we talked about it, when I saw that it happened, um, I was like, this is a non-story. Because we, what we knew background-wise, in my head, I'm like, oh, well, it makes sense that if you're retiring, resigning as a school, as a member of the school, as a teacher, that you can't be, in your contract that you have, you have to be, the, the current coaching contract that he probably has says that he is a teacher in the Berkeley County School System. So they'd have to, you know, legally jump through hoops. So to me, it was a non-story to begin with, um, and that's just my take on it the entire way. But it just seems like I don't know what it is. I was on Facebook, and there's you know people that have friended me uh, that have been in the area for longer than I have, obviously, that seem to think that this is some big, big story that probably isn't this big story. It just seems like people are starting drama. When when people want something to be true, a lot of times they'll fill in gaps in their head to try to make it yeah. logically make sense. Now, I don't think we can count it out completely yet. 
because I think there's been enough room for interpretation for from the information we have right yeah. now to leave room for it. So when Coach when Coach Sherman, from what, we, what we've heard from him is, yeah, I'm still coaching. It's like okay, like, you know, people can he fill in say, the gaps and say, are you just going to be an assistant right, for Coach he Walker? Didn't say what what he yeah. was. We also coaching. didn't ask him that. Right. right. We didn't ask him about that. So that's why I mean, there's a little bit of there's a little bit of wiggle room, but. You know, a lot of times the simplest explanation is the explanation. So that he's just going through the the formalities that he has to to no longer be a teacher and still be the coach. So yeah. that makes that's the simplest explanation. Yeah, I would definitely agree with you there. And, uh, we'll and keep... does it really make sense from Coach Walker's perspective to come back and coach high school again after moving up to college? I mean, really, I don't know the guy at all, so I don't know what his feelings are yeah. about coaching college football compared to coaching high school but yeah. if you you know from high school to division two and you have success at division two you clearly are building a pretty good program there unless you just really miss the control of the program that you would have at the high school level or, or maybe the community aspect to it and there's all the recruiting you have to do as a college right. coach i mean it's more yeah, work right. but it's also more money it's more you know it's at a higher level and if he's has strides to want to continue to move up in coaching you know i don't know but just from an outside perspective usually you don't see people backtrack unless they're forced to but when you have success at a higher level typically you continue to want to go up exactly so i don't know i mean it's all just a rumor it's an interesting rumor it certainly you know leads to a good debate but in terms of uh, how realistic it is, I, I'm not giving it a great chance. It's a fun little piece of gossip, but we, we, we don't really know. At this point. <laughs> yeah, because we don't know where it started, right? If yeah. we maybe knew where it started or how this gained traction, why it came to be, we could maybe more confidently fill in those blanks with that as the scenario more than we're realistically thinking it's just a formality and the reason yeah. why he has to resign as head coach is because he's resigning as a teacher and then he'll reapply to be the head coach and become the head coach because we expect nobody else to apply. Yeah, if anyone uh, wants to fill in these gaps for us that has this more information, they can go ahead and uh, you know tell yeah, somebody. Yeah, like, let's do it. Like, uh, David Wood we'll comments in. on our Facebook page. I heard from social media, but I don't believe Walker is coming back. Social media—you never believe everything you hear on. That social is very media. true. Uh, but a couple other. Um, Maybe thing. it's an April Fool's joke. Just like really dragged out. That is true. I mean, it was. <laughs> Saturday when everybody found out started so um all right a couple other a few other coaches from the EPAC have announced they are resigning one though that was in the journal posting which was just a misprint uh was uh coach Nelson the volleyball coach at Martinsburg you contacted him via text yesterday and confirmed that he will be back as the head coach of the Martinsburg volleyball program more so, he was never leaving. Yeah, he was never leaving. It was just yeah, a misprint. And, and the, the journal corrected them yes. themselves. Yep. Over the, Andrew Spellman over there correct, was able to correct himself. It was, it was a case of, you know, it's a mistake that people make yeah. all the time, including all of us, where there was a Martinsburg golf and the Spring Mills volleyball listed right next to each and other. You just combine it, especially when, lessons. as he said, it, it's late at night and you're trying to put this all right. together. It's okay. Yeah. Uh, Jim Daly, the Martinsburg golf now. coach, also I think set to resign. <laughs> yeah. It's just funny how Colin said, it's okay. 
Jim it Daly, is. the Marsburg golf coach, is resigning. Uh, Haley Wolf, you con- you got confirmation, yep. got from, confirmation her from her yesterday that she has resigned as head volleyball coach at Spring Mills. And A.D. Elliott, uh, Muscleman girls volleyball coach, posted a statement on social basketball. media. Yes, girls basketball See, coach. Everybody does it. Uh, <laughs> he posted a statement on social media yesterday. It is much, it, quote, it is with much difficulty to announce that I will be stepping down as head coach of the Lady Appleman, my life journey has brought me to a point where I would not be able to fully dedicate my full energy to the program as I have the past seven years. It has been a wonderful journey for me as a head coach. I am grateful for the Musselman family believing in me in my believing in my abilities and supporting the Lady Appleman through the years. I am thankful for all the coaches and players who have shared the who I shared the court and the families of the players who cheered us on through the years. A huge thank you to the to my family for the sacrifices of time and energy during my tenure as head coach. I will still be around to help the Lady Appleman with logistics and ensuring a smooth transition to the next leader of the Lady Appleman basketball program. That was head coach ADL on a statement for that he posted on Twitter last yesterday evening as he has stepped down as the girls basketball coach at Musselman High School. A.D. Elliott, uh, been great to work with him. And uh, I'm assuming this might have to do with his administration becoming a principal. I know you can't be – I don't want to make presumptions, but I know you can't be in an an administration within the county and be a head coach. And I know he is an assistant principal right now at at an intermediate school. Right, yeah, probably. That I do know. Yeah, he did. He started to step into administration this year at a new school. What left Musselman High School as to you know he was a history teacher over there last year, so I, it could have just happened to do with it could have to do with that maybe stepping up in that in a role there or just decided after this season, after he got to finish out the season, but it was too much to do both, you know, you know one or the other I'd say, or maybe just you know family thing, yeah. you know who knows. Yeah. But uh, you see those kind of re- resigns all the time where. You know, a guy just feels like he needs to spend more time with his family or, or whatever the case may be. But definitely, uh, you know, Coach Elliott always, I think, did a lot of good things at Mossman. Uh We always liked having him on the show and um, was trying to grow girls basketball in the area. And I think he did a nice job of doing that. And, and hopefully uh, Mossman can build off of what he was able to kind of accomplish over the I last couple of years. I do believe from social media that I've seen, uh, they've scheduled some good Can't teams. Can't believe every team you've seen. Uh, from the <laughs> Appleman's social basketball social media. Yeah, I'm just messing with you. Uh, I believe they've scheduled some pretty good teams to come up here next year. They have an, uh, their opening tournament that they do along with the boys' basketball team. I believe there'll be a, a team from the Mountain State Athletic Conference in there as well. It might be George Washington High School. I could be wrong. Maybe Cabell Midland High School will be in there. Uh, but I did see that on social media. Um, before we hit the break here, the North-South All-Star football game rosters have been released. Unfortunately, no coaches from the area are coaching on the North side this year. Uh, but quite a few players are coaching, or <laughs> quite, a few, quite a few players are going to play from the EPAC. A couple guys from Musselman, Baden Hartman, Ray Adamas. Um, let's keep going down the line here. Uh, El- Eli Faircloth from Hedgesville. Zion Grantham, Jameer Hunter, uh, Roman Pearson from Martinsburg, uh, Jaden McCarthy from Washington, along with Zach Wharton. Um, am I missing anybody here? Oh, Spencer Powell from Jefferson. Uh, I believe I've gotten everybody, uh, but you know, quite a few guys rec- uh, going to represent the area in the North South football game here on April third. 
All those names make or, excuse sense me, to that me. That came out April 3rd. That's next month. Say so all those names make sense to me. I, you know, Ezra Bajan's not on that list, but I'm going to I'm just going to go ahead and assume that he was offered and uh, declined to play and if I had to if I had to guess, I'm just assuming. But if if not, then I would say that he did deserve the invitation. But otherwise, the rest of the names make sense. Yeah, I agree. And uh, with all the names that I'm hearing, I'd say the North by 50, right? (laughs) They're loaded at that receiver spot, though. I would say they're loaded at that receiver spot. We we know the talent that the Eastern Panhandle brings. I mean, look at that receiver spot. Adamas, Mm -hmm. Powell, Hunter. That's just naming a couple guys. You forgot Pearson. And Pearson. I mean, that's just a few guys. They're going to dominate if they can. Baden Hartman, the quarterback. They're also so. going up against the best players from the other end of the state. So, I mean, you can't just <laughs> that say that, true. like, yeah, it's an all-star team, so they look great on paper, but I'm sure the other team looks great as well. So, But we're the North, so we got to trash talk, Nick. Come on. I mean, we're the media. Nick the Knife, Nick the North. Ooh. King of Thrones over there, Nick. Nick's trying to remain an unbiased journalist over here. Yeah. All right. Just saying, like, the South. No, we know. Had, had but a, have some had fun some with good it. teams. All right, let's uh, let's take our next. Is Gavin break. Locko on the south? Probably. Hold I don't on. Know. Do you want? Yeah, we'll go yeah. through see anybody that recognizes name wise. Let's. Yeah. I've got the whole list. Uh, let's check it twice. Let me. Through, uh, Herbert Hoover, I have to Logan, assume Gavin Locko is in there. Yeah, that's Dan, what we were trying to see. Um, there's not. Uh, there's a lot of. There's Cabell Midland player, Independence player, Capital. Ooh, I don't know about this. Well, Park South, think, though. Yeah. Cyrus Trawl is on the north. Okay. Um, who else is here? Uh, Park South, Demetrius Gearhart playing as well. Uh, let me see who else is on this roster. Brett Phillips from Wheeling Park. Um, Bridgeport, Kamar Summers, Wheeling Central. Yeah, there's not, I, there's not a lot of guys from... No Huntington. Huntington. No Huntington players on this roster, actually. Huh. Well, if they didn't like to play or whatever the case may be, I mean. Yeah, I would think Lockout would be on there if he was, you know, if he right. wanted to play. But, but he's, again, he if, might, by the time it happens, he might already be going up because he's going to Dayton, right? Yeah, yeah that's the only He might yeah. be an early in, early summer enrollee or something. There's a lot of quarterbacks, too. It's probably tough to get them to want to play because, you know, if they're playing at the next level, they may not want to play. They may not be. They, they may, yeah. yeah, they may be told not to play. Right. They could maybe advised, hey, mm-hmm. it'd but, be I an mean, honor, but don't. Always fun, play. North and South. Yeah. Uh, we'll get into that game later in the season or leading in the year when that gets closer to becoming around. But uh, that will do it for this segment of the Sports Mix. Brought to you part by our senior's home store. Not just supply and store any longer. Cabinets and designer bedding out there living this family owned and operated. Right here in Martinsburg at 360 Aquilson Way. Go to com for more. UConn wins the national championship yesterday. Uh, we'll talk about WVU new, new WVU's new women's basketball head coach. Uh, plus more coming up on the other side of this two-minute break. You're tuning in the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10 back in two minutes. Can't remember what was said or what you threw at me. 
Hi, I'm Annette McDonald, and I am the designer at Orsini's in Martinsburg, West Virginia. We welcome you into our store to show you a complete line of what we do here. We design your cabinetry, quartz countertops, granite countertops, hardware, anything for the full remodel of your kitchen and your home needs. We also do bathrooms, and we have flooring available, too. We make sure that your project with Orsini's is the best in the market. Welcome to Orsini's. Orsini's.com. Whether it's a strain, sprain, or fracture, WVU Medicine Orthopedics and Sports Medicine in Charlestown and Spring Mills now offer same-day appointments. No referral is needed unless required by your insurance carrier. WVU Medicine Orthopedics and Sports Medicine offers the exceptional care you expect for the injuries you don't. For same-day appointments at WVU Medicine Orthopedics and Sports Medicine, call 304-725-BONE. The Palace Lounge in Martinsburg is the place to be. Join us every night to relax and enjoy football or basketball games featuring either the Martinsburg Bulldogs, Shepherd University Rams, or West Virginia Mountaineers. We will have steak night every Wednesday, trip nights every Thursday, and now taco and margarita nights every Tuesday. You can find us on Facebook or call 304-267-7520. The Palace Lounge is located at 1350 Edwin Miller Boulevard in Martinsburg. Shenandoah Community Health continues to offer COVID vaccinations and clinics each Saturday throughout the Martinsburg and Winchester areas. The COVID vaccinations and boosters are free to anybody age 12 and up. To find out more, call 304-263-4999 or visit Shenandoah Community Health's website. Get your COVID vaccination or booster free to anybody age 12 and up at any of the Saturday clinics hosted by Shenandoah Community Health in the Martinsburg and Winchester areas. Call 263-4999 today. You're tuned into the Sports Mix with Spencer and Nick on Talk Radio WRNR 106.5 FM, AM 740 and TV10. Welcome back to this edition of the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR and TV10. Spencer, Nick, and Colin, happy to have you with us along with Dylan Bishop. Almost forgot you there, Dylan. Uh, but you are here in the flesh and blood. That's me. I'm here. I'm not a hologram. <laughs> not AI. I'm not Avery. Deep fake. No. Not Avery? I'm not chat I didn't GPT. call you Avery today. No, you did not. It's been like a good like eight months since I've done that. Yeah. So we're, it's been we're a while. We're, we're over strong. that. We're going strong. I miss Avery. <laughs> Hi, Avery. We all miss Avery. I know Trip Tobin misses Avery. He always talks about him. <laughs> all right. Uh, let's get into... Uh, Hi, Gerald. Some... I miss yeah, you, hey, too. Yeah, Gerald. I think Gerald's tuned in. Could he be. Could be. Don't want to leave him out, though, he, if I'm, he is. Yeah. I'm, I mean, I miss, miss anybody him. that wants exactly. to do my job for me <laughs> changing the cameras. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Uh uh, UConn, they claimed the 2023 National Championship last night, a 76-59 win. Here's Kevin Kugler's final call from Westwood One. Aztecs will get a three up and off. Rebound to Hurley for UConn. And how fitting. The coach's son is going to dribble out his dad's championship. 76-59. Every dog has his day. And this day belongs to the Huskies. UConn has its fifth national championship in school history. 
76-59 UConn men's basketball national champions. Every dog has its day. UConn wins that one. I get it because they're Huskies. Yeah. Did um, you not get it the first time or you just... It wasn't... That wasn't the... I mean, I guess that's kind of what we were anticipating, I guess, yes. when you think about it. Uh, it wasn't supposed to be, you know, that tight game that, that we thought we would get. You, you'd like to get in the in the national championship game. But I will credit San Diego State. I believe at one point they cut it to seven points. Yeah, they got it down there a little bit. Um, but UConn is... Was clearly the best team in the tournament. Clearly, uh, based on how they played over these last six games, at least, uh, you know, dominating everybody. The most points they gave up was sixty-five. Um, so, you know, it, it wasn't really ever close in any of these games, and UConn was just really good in the uh, month of March and into the national championship game. So, um. Not really surprised with how it turned out last night. You were hoping for a closer game, but San Diego State still uh, had a great run, uh, had a great Final Four shot to advance to the national championship. So, you know, they had their moment. They had an opportunity potentially to make it a little bit closer, but overall, I mean, UConn has just dominated the entire tournament, so not really surprised that they dominated last night as well. Yeah, uh, UConn was, I think, definitely underseeded coming into this. Like the four seed, obviously, it comes down to their win loss record. In they the didn't win the Big East, yeah, right? Know, there's it's that kind of tough to say that they were underseeded based on the regular season. I think they were underseeded based on what we ultimately saw. But yeah, all right. But if you looked at the, you would the, say then FAU was underseeded. Or well, the, well, the thing is that I was about to get into Nick was that. Uh, <laughs> The Ken Palm rating for uh, for UConn coming into the so you know one of the advanced metric ratings for college basketball uh, is had UConn I believe coming into the tournament I don't remember exactly because of, you know you need to pay for the service to be able to look back at the old rankings week by week but I believe they were around the top five to ten in Ken Palm uh, overall in the country and then after the tournament because of their performances in the games shot up to number one in the entire country but the, coming into the tournament. Uh, like say UCLA was a two seed, they were third overall. Tennessee was a was another four seed that was sixth overall in Ken Palm, and I believe UConn was somewhere in that about four to eight range that would have you know made them a two seed uh, if you were just going off of those ratings, advanced metrics. Right, and I mean, there's a lot of things that they obviously throw together. Like I think a team that didn't win the their own conference. It's hard to right. put them higher than where you put them, uh, especially when the Big East isn't the Big East of what it yeah. once was. Uh, still, a really good basketball conference, but not you know a, a top necessarily. So, I, I think it's becoming a top again, though. I mean, you no, yeah. I mean, talking about it off the air good. earlier in the way too early top twenty-five. You're what one and two are both Big East teams in UConn and Marquette. Yeah, but, yeah. So uh, it's still a very good conference, and UConn was fourth in the regular season, a 30-plus win team, only eight losses. So I don't disagree. Maybe they were underseeded a little bit because they, could, they were maybe, a top-10 team in the country going into the tournament, Right, you could, according to the AP. You, you so. could potentially say maybe they weren't underseeded by their resume, but they were better than their, their seeding. 
to well, that's ten, obvious they two, two different things well yes in high yes <laughs> hindsight 2020 yes so i mean if, if you were reseeding it right your your one seeds would have been yukon san diego state fau and uh miami based on the fact that <laughs> which you know, is wild to think they about were better than what their actual seating was. it's wild to think about just looking at this where they where everything was seated to begin with that those are your final four teams right but um you know it does prove that college basketball you know a lot of people have complained That's about nils and uh you know the the money with that the transfer portal but teams like san diego state and fau weren't really built through nil deals not at all so they were built uh, through the transfer portal still i believe somewhat but it's different and you don't necessarily have to well a lot lure of that's those the COVID players people still playing Right, That's and, awesome and you too. don't have to lure those players over with money because you don't have yes. money to offer, and yeah. you can still be successful. I think that's the big takeaway. You know, obviously the transfer portal changes things quite a bit. Guys are going to be moving around, but you know, at FAU, San Diego State, you don't have big money to say, "Hey, we'll give you a car and you know a million dollars if you come play at FAU." That's not happening. Um, but what you can offer is maybe a successful program, and you can still find good players that are maybe not valued as much and as we know too in the tournament you know you can win a lot of games with freshmen but it's hard to win national championships with freshmen uh that's why you know it seems like the fab five never got over the hump or even most of the kentucky teams except for the one great team they had in 2012 um so college basketball's changed but it's still can be done to have success from smaller programs and i think that's what's great about the sport yeah definitely here as we begin to wrap up this segment we'll talk women's college basketball here as west virginia has finally named their new head coach uh that is um mark kellogg not related to clark kellogg nick maybe thought he was earlier while we were sitting in the back studio uh, he's the seventh head coach in wvu women's basketball program history he's the sixth winningest active division one women's basketball head coach in the country by winning percentage it brings a 445 and 120 record to morgantown he spent the last eight seasons 2015 to 2020 Austin, where he compiled the 195 and 55 mark with seven consecutive seasons of 23 or more wins. I think this could be a slam dunk hire. Just hoping they can keep him long term because last year I thought they made a good hire uh, and that didn't... That didn't yeah, that lasted a year. <laughs> yeah, that didn't last a, too long because she was so good. So, uh, on paper, yeah, this is a great hire. Uh, Coach Kellogg has been to the NCAA tournament the past two seasons with Stephen F. Austin, a team that we know as a mid-major on the men's side of pulling off some upsets here and there don't know because honestly i don't follow ncaa women's as much but just looking at his resume it's a pretty solid resume and i think uh ren baker the athletic director hopefully made the right decision yeah it seems to be a good uh hire um you know you look at the record it seems like the guy's been coaching for a long time and maybe be been uh overlooked for quite a long time so yeah. we'll see what he's able to do with wvu bigger program uh can he have some success with their uh women's team we'll see about that going down the line but that will do it for this segment of the sports mix brought to you in part by hagerstown ford revolutionizing the car buying experience go to hagerstownford.com for more on the other side of this break we'll wrap things up and uh got some audio from a, a person that's projected to be 
uh, a minority owner, could be a minority owner of the Washington Commanders as they've put in a bid, according to him, and it, hopefully he gets it. We'll talk about that after the, this two-minute break or two in the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10. This is Eric at Hagerstown Ford. Over the last decade, the way we buy things have evolved. Now, you get on your phone, click Want It, and it shows up at your front door. At Hagerstown Ford, it is that convenient. We've changed the car buying experience on the I-81 corridor forever. And with a return policy better than Walmart, there's absolutely no reason to buy a newer used car, truck, or SUV anywhere else. Just like Amazon, Hagerstown Ford will deliver the vehicle to you, where you are and on your time. And if you don't want it, return it. No questions asked. Why waste your time at a car dealership playing the dumb back-and-forth games? Besides, we hate it more than you do. I assure you, no dealership from Winchester, Virginia to Washington, D.C. will beat our price. No dealership from Chambersburg, Pennsylvania to Baltimore, Maryland will beat our price. And no other dealership will allow you to return it if you don't want it. Hagerstown Ford absolutely provides the best experience at the best price. Visit HagerstownFord.com to schedule your VIP experience. Click on the vehicle you want and get your new ride delivered to you at no risk. See dealer for details. Panhandle Printing and Design is your full-service local print shop. With over 50 years of combined experience, we know how to handle all of your printing and design needs. We can handle anything. From small business cards to wrapping large vehicles, our in-house design team can do it all. As a staple of this community, we love helping people promote their events, businesses, and anything they're passionate about. Envision. Create. And bring your ideas to life with Panhandle Printing and Design. At the Berkeley County Health Department, our motto is prevent, promote, protect. Since 1935, our mission has been to provide clinical and environmental services to protect the health of the general public. We're committed to building public health in our community by offering a wide range of services, including blood pressure screening, breast and cervical screening, family planning, counseling, lab testing, and more. We perform health inspections to make sure the restaurants you visit are clean, and we prepare and coordinate plans to respond to all hazards. The Berkeley County Health Department, 122 Waverly Court, Martinsburg. Your business can become an advertiser today on Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10, your home for local news, talk, and sports. With over 17 million views and counting, you won't want to miss out. From Eastern Panhandle Talk every morning to the sports mix at noon and local high school, Shepherd Rams, Mountaineers, Commanders, Steelers, Nationals, Wizards, or Capital Games each evening, Talk Radio WRNR has it all, all day long. So advertise with us, Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10. Now, back to the Sports Mix with Spencer and Nick on Talk Radio WRNR 106.5 FM, AM 740, and TV 10. Welcome back to this edition of the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10. Spencer, Nick, Colin, and Dylan, happy to have you with us here. Segment sponsored in part by the Mayor's Group of the Mayor Prize Financial Advisors, John Everson and Phil McCoy. Stop by 1270 Winchester Avenue in Martinsburg or call 304-263-4343. Begin to wrap things up on this edition of the Sports Mix as... Uh, I guess uh, Magic Johnson was on the Today Show, uh, and they asked him. I don't, I'm not too sure what he was on there because they said last question or something. Let's like, why don't we ask you about this? Uh, but here's what he said about being part of the Josh Harris and Michael Rails ownership potential ownership group to be to buy the Commanders. What are we hearing about you uh, buying the Commanders? Oh, well, wait, what? 
went right to it. Yeah. Yes, our bid is in. We hope that uh, we win. We yeah. don't know what's going to happen. You always win. That's it. You always win. So now you just have to design some new uniforms. Yes, yeah, yeah, yes, yeah. yes. So we'll see what happened with Mr. Snyder making that decision. So, But we're excited about it. I mean, you own a lot of teams, but at NFL, I mean, that would Well, that's the last thing, right? Yeah. We, have the Dodgers, have the Sparks, have <laughs> LAFC, yeah, soccer. Yeah. We won the championship this season, so that was great. Wow. So we'll see what happens. Cookie and I, we love sports. And uh, How is Cookie? She's doing great. Yeah. She's doing great. Cookie's and the best. Uh, keeping a brother together. <laughs> <laughs> she's a real That's ball. That's a tall order. She, yes, she's a real ball. <laughs> yes, she is. Before we let you go, as a, as a, a lifelong. It kind of goes on later on about it, but it's a whole other minute and a half that we don't really need to talk about because what we got right there is their bids in. We already knew that, though. Yeah, but that's the first public comment that we've gotten from any potential buyer, really, of this team. Everything else has been reports. That is true, and as you kind of jokingly heard, even though it is true, everything he's been a part of has brought championships to those teams, the teams that he listed off, including LAFC now most recently. But again, those are all teams... In L.A., can he bring that West Coast success to the East Coast to a franchise that is that's really been depleted <laughs> due to need. Dan Snyder and the ownership, honestly? that That's where you have to go. I know a lot of people say that's not always the case. You can't blame the guy at the top, but when it's been this long, I think you can, and I will. So hopefully the change, if it is uh, magic and their bid that, his success continues in a championships brought to DC. Yeah. Uh, well, first of all, Magic though he doesn't include hockey in his list of teams that he owns, so I guess he doesn't <laughs> recognize it as a sport. But um, <laughs> other than that, you know, I don't know. I mean, he'd just be the part owner, so it's not. But he's still a pretty big face in it and right. will definitely do things. And the way he's talking, you can clearly tell that he's going to do things with the team and be, even though a minority ownership of the team as a whole, still there working day in and day out for the community and the franchise. Yeah, he'd be, he can be a, a good face of the franchise, essentially a spokesperson, even if he's not the majority owner i want to use this opportunity as my one of my only times on the show here and who knows how often i can come on i like the commander's team now i don't and they're in a really tough they're in a really we tough. got a fan we've brought a fan over because he's frustrated that lamar jackson's not going to play for well, them. now only I mean, if I'm, you can bring lamar jackson I'm, over I'm, with him oh, so then we're talking about it, i know when it comes to being a fan but when it, uh I think that Jacoby Brissett is one of the two or three most underrated quarterbacks in the NFL. He's not going to be the starter, though. See, that's the thing. I'm not so sold on Sam Howell. I want the they are, though. Let's they are. I'm sold saying on either of them when winning I more than seven games. Let's play out the <laughs> training camp room. battle and see what happens. Listen, I, I they got a really tough schedule, though. I think this team could win. I looked at their schedule. I'm like, man, they seven wins, that's it? Dylan. That's why they I have a quarterback, all right? Jacoby we should have had this discussion with like Jacoby Brissett is not Brissett's good. not the answer. There's a reason why this is like his fifth team. Jacoby Brissett can win you eight games. I think they're only going to win seven. <laughs> Eric Bieniemy. <laughs> I thought you liked the team. That's what I mean. They're going to win eight games? That's liking the team? <laughs> it's it's a tough a division. Record. It's a tough division, They're still going to get last in the division? they got to play the Eagles and Cowboys twice and the Giants twice. They're probably they winning one divisional owner. game. 
They probably win in one division. Yeah, they do right now. (laughs) They're on the market. Good. (laughs) All right, we need to we need to lure you to come back in more often. I I think we get some brings. You know, every other every other time we need something. Just have him record something and we can go at it without him defending it. Yeah. See, I think it's Mm. like I don't know. It's I don't know. But uh, it was good to have you on today, Dylan. Yeah, thanks, Ray. And uh, that will do it for this edition of the Sports Mix, as we will be uh, back on the air for some EPAC baseball tonight as Hedgesville hosts Washington. Pre-game coverage begins at 640 with first pitch after 7 p.m. on Talk Radio WRNR TV 10 and WRNR TV on YouTube. We'll be back for another edition of the Sports Mix tomorrow at noon. You hear the replay 5 to 6 on radio and TV. Well, that'll do it for this edition of the Sports Mix. For Dylan Bishop, Colin McLaughlin, Nick Verzellini, I'm Spencer Pooh saying so long. We'll talk to you again tomorrow. You're listening to the Panhandle Leader in Sports Coverage. Talk Radio, WRNR, Martinsburg.